When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Thank you for tuning in to Tennessee Fan Talk, the show all about the Vols. We record this live show every Sunday night at 7.30. Watch it on your favorite platform. Want to get on the show? Just chime in. Send us a message. I want in and join the show. First off, I want to give a big shout out to Big Vol Nation at Vol Football on uh, Twitter for that amazing little video that they put together. I will have to say they did it, not I. I just put our music behind it and stuck our logo on it. Kids these days call it swagger jacking. You you swagger jacked it. (laughs) So I want to thank you, whomever at the University of Tennessee for making that. It is dark mode here this week from Tennessee. As always, I'm Brandon Bird. Welcome to Tennessee Fan Talk with myself and the Duke. Today we have special guest who will appear later on in the season as that 90s fan guy. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Today... He has the name of two weeks to flatten the tide. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot believe we'll just we'll just we'll just start off right there as a Tennessee fan. Bama going down. I called it. If you don't remember, I called it. Bama going down. Beginning of the year we talked about Texas AM being the one who could do it. And then you know, uh, quarterback goes down. They bring in this little to no nobody, and um, you know, struggled with some games. Lose to Mississippi State. Lose to Arkansas. Not necessarily in that order. And then, lo and behold, they come out, played a fantastic game. I would hate to be on the other side of that defense. And I, I think we had five sacks on Young. I mean, he felt the ground, and he felt it hard. And uh, take away the win. So, congratulations, A&M. And Henry Toto. Congratulations, Mr. Toto. And what? <laughs> <laughs> what is the fine for uh, storming the field like that after a game? Isn't it like $60,000? It's priceless. It's 250000 250000 Wow. Worth every penny. On that hey, one. one of my best memories is being able to storm uh, Neyland's field. Uh, so, yeah, it's worth every penny, man. Good for those guys. That was a great environment. Watched it with my girl last night, and uh, we just had a blast watching a good game. 
hate to see anybody losing something like that, except for Alabama. <laughs> I love it. Remember, those of you that are watching, if you want to join the show, simply message I want in on whatever platform that you're watching in, and we can add you to the stream as long as you have a healthy internet connection and headphones. Because we know what happens when we don't have the headphones. We have to trash the entire show. <laughs> and we record at midnight on Monday. Someone's looking away. Someone's trying to hide. You cannot hide from the camera. Hey, he's just showing here. his headphones off. He's showing his headphones yeah, off. Yeah, <laughs> showing that I'm he's got the headphones. Here, right? <laughs> hey, you think that was trouble? Wait, wait until 90s fan guy gets here in November. He's not going to know what to do. Headphones. Headphones. Yeah. Now, do I unplug them from my Walkman and put them in, or how does this work? Bluetooth is what I call my old lady. <laughs> no, those they wore headphones back in the nineties. They list, used to listen to the ball calls before the game. You know, during the game, they had the great. <laughs> I, did you, there was the amount of people that sat in the stadium and listened to it? Yep. Yeah. Well, I remember my so the person that I used to, well, my family members that we had season tickets growing up. She always had the little like um, I guess it was like a Sony Walkman with an FM radio. She'd keep one earbud in. And the other one, not the game like that right there. <laughs> Before we jump in on the Vols, I do want to say, out of 54 games, you are still beating me by one. Me? Yeah. Uh-huh. You were, um, yeah, well, you are 43 for 54 and 11 uh, close close uh, calls, close pickums, And I'm 42 for 54 with 13 close picks. So we are, we're right there. We're right there, buddy. Yeah, I got to know how my guest picking went. How'd I do in the lost show? Oh, uh, in the lost show, you did uh, Georgia, correct? <coughs> LSU, you got right. You were the only person that got right on the LSU Mississippi State game. Uh, wrong on Mizzou, wrong on AM, correct on Auburn, correct on Florida, Trader. Correct on Kentucky and correct on Alabama. So you you were All too right. off on that one. Yeah. All right. Good deal. Good deal. Fun time. And that's that's why this uh, paper stays right here in front of me, <laughs> in case I need to refer back to previous notes. Guys, Tennessee comes in and what do we call this show? Pulls the Gamecocks feathers. <laughs> right out. They, they made a little jerk chicken. See what I did there? Jerk chicken. And they're the game chicken. You, put, you know, little wordplay there, guys. Let's Yet another game yeah. where the Vols put up 28 points in the first quarter. Uh, still a tale of two halves. And, and I want to say that maybe he was just, you know, he's got a lot of hurt guys and he's just pulling it back and letting them work. They've got the they've got the high tempo offense down, right? So it's working on that four minute offense and slowing it down, being able to pay attention to that game clock for when they're gonna have to do that. Um, 20 your your final score, Hendon Hooker, 17 for 23, an average, guys, of 9.8 per play, 225 yards in the air, three touchdowns. Hendon Hooker, Joe Milton, who? <laughs> he got splinters in his butt. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll say I'm glad that a few of us were wrong about starting uh, Milton at Florida um, because clearly Hooker is the better, uh, more composed player. And just looking at his stats over the last, you know, really since he got into the starting uh, QB1, um, 
man, they're pretty solid. He was what 15 of what 16 of 23 this week for about 225. Mm -hmm. 15 of 19, I believe, last week for around 225. Three touchdowns in each game. I think he's got one pick on the whole season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so pretty solid, consistent Possibly. numbers. So it is kind of hard to throw a pick when you throw it 30 yards past everybody. Just saying, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> just making a joke. No, I, I I like it. Like I was reading all these things up to the game, talking about like, oh, South Carolina has a you know one of the best defensive lines. They're not gonna be able to run the ball. They're not gonna be able to score. Well, we showed them. I mean, what another 28 points in the first half? I mean, first yeah, quarter. Man. Excuse me. I mean, obviously, nice we, go ahead. Uh, well, I just that twenty-eight points, man. It's it's nice to have the nation buzzing about that sort of output. You know that that has that harkens back to the Oregon's and Texas A&M when Johnny Manziel was around. You know that's that's big point production. Uh, you can't help but talk about that on a national level when you do that against two conference opponents back to back weeks. Now, I mean, what at, at the same time, though, you look at it, they put 28 points up in the first quarter, but then they kind of laid a stinker in the third quarter. Um, so they, they need to, you know, worry about coming out and stepping on their throats is what I would call it. But once you got that big of a buffer, it's kind of hard to stay engaged at the same time. But you do that against an Alabama or a Kentucky, you know, you maybe maybe we get up and you, you take off the throttle a little bit. They'll be right back up your hind end before you know it. Guys, in the rushing game, Evans with another 119 yards, uh, single touchdown, 45. He had that one last week for like, what, 92, was it? Mm -hmm. Another 45 right up the gut. Uh, Hooker did well himself, 20 attempts, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Whitehead is developing. Right, he if you can get him into space, he can do some things. He's that that right up the gut is where Evans owns it. Um, of course, uh, Javar Small was not in, uh, just with a little aggravated past injury, and, and you know, he, he has his moments too. But as far as the um toughness and and physical being, Evans is the man. Yeah, I agree with that. It's uh it's nice to see that our, our offensive line is be able to put up some production with uh, Mays being out. Um, the, the blocking has been pretty good against the last two opponents. So uh, we, we're obviously going to have to establish a run with anything in this offense. Otherwise, it's going to stall out every time. So it's good to see that we're putting up some pretty even numbers on offense on both sides of you know the passing and running. And like I said earlier, that, that was a really good defensive line, I would think, from South Carolina. Um, I mean, they're still pretty young, too, but their their defensive line was touted as one of the best in the league, and we still got through it. So that's some positives to grow on. I mean, we're nowhere near as close as what we want to be, but that's some right. positives that they're building on. So on building this, next week, you know, we, we've seen what they can do against Missouri. We've seen what they can do against a – building South Carolina team, a team that Butch Jones had trouble with, a team that Pruitt only beat uh, once. Um, now we have to face the lane train and his cousin down here two weeks to flatten the tide. <laughs> lane, train's, lane train's cousin down here. Expe <laughs> Joey Freshwater Jr. <laughs> Freshwater yeah. Jr. on the show today. Yeah, so uh, I was Lane Kiffin for Halloween uh, 2009. 
So right after the South Carolina game and the black jerseys and all that, we went out and had a good time. It, it was fun. And yeah, ever since then, I kind of owned it. So uh, I'm excited. I'm going to the first uh, game this year for our family. So we're pretty pumped about it. I think it's going to be a great uh, atmosphere up there. Uh, probably like we haven't seen in a couple of years. Um, so I'm really excited about it for our program. It's a big game, and I think you're going to have a big turnout and a nice, raucous atmosphere for a night game. Oh, and my goodness. Lane's return home. It it um, An offensive game, and, and we're going to get to, you know, we're going to get to our picks, but real quick, yeah. does it come up to what I think is going to be, you know, 52-48? Hey, don't don't steal my pick now. Uh, the over under is at eighty five and a half, I think. So you know, mm. they say anything over you can count on it. Uh, um, yeah, can, I don't want to get my pick away, but yeah. Can our guys defend Matt Corral? He is the most elusive quarterback. You can't pin him up. I mean, some of the stuff that he got away from, even this past week, was insane. I think you spy him the whole game. And I mean, he, like, make him throw. Make him throw it. Obviously, we know he can throw it. But he make can him throw beat it. You. He he can throw it if, and he is not afraid of the deep ball. And we have not faced someone who is constantly throwing the deep ball. We our our safeties and corners have not been tested for someone like Matt Corral. Yeah, I mean, I know it has nothing to do with what's going on with this team this year, but, man, historically it just feels like quarterbacks like that have run all over us. Uh, they're, they've got all on their uniforms, and they just slip and slide right out of everything. So that definitely concerns me to see a guy of that caliber, I'm afraid he might you know, tap dance all over us if we give him the opportunity. Let's yeah. hit these. Let's hit these. Let's hit these rankings real quick, and not the APs. I, I'm only interested in SEC, of course. That's right. Georgia not only first in the SEC, but first overall in the country with their amazing defense. And Stetson Bennett, he uh, he's going to keep performing the way he is, and they're going to say JT who? Yes. The other surprise, of course, coming into the year, which we knew year over year, they have gotten better. I would not have expected Kentucky to start off six and zero. Yeah, they're building. They've built a program. They have built a program, and Tennessee falls in cleanly in third. This is something at the beginning of the year, where I think it was. I think it was Mister Remington. who's on the show said they're going to finish second or third, and Brad <laughs> starts throwing up. Who us? Yeah, yeah you 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 said it. So. Looking at Kentucky, look. Looking at Kentucky, you know they've beat ULM, they've beat Mizzou, they've beat Chattanooga, South Carolina, barely beat Florida, and put a hurting on LSU. So, as far as uh, strength of schedules through there, not that much different from Tennessee, right? Just happened to pull out, um, pull out the against Florida and didn't get beat by a pit ish team and Kentucky next week faces Georgia so there goes their loss they'll 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 have their loss they'll still remain in second and um and then of course after that 
Uh, they play Mississippi State, which could be a little rough for them. And then Tennessee visits. All right. So, one quick thing while we're on rankings is Alabama only drops to five. How does a unranked team beat you and you drop to number five? Kudos, by the way, to uh, Jimbo Fisher, the first Nick Saban groupie to, uh, to beat him. It's fantastic. Yeah, my son pointed that out. He's turned uh, out the, the college football 2014. So he has learned in like a month all about college football and he's completely bought in. He's like the, uh, remember the Titans now. Uh, it's funny. So he, he noticed <laughs> the same he thing. He knows everything about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. He's a little commentator now. I mean, I used to learn more about the game from that PlayStation game than I could teach him in two years. Uh, so he uh, he noticed that. He said, Daddy, they they lost to unranked Texas A&M and only <laughs> fell number five. I said, yeah, that's Alabama, son. That's, that's what happened. Welcome. So. Welcome to Alabama. And, you know, this gotta- evening in the Wayback Machine, we were watching kind of just to get fired up for this show, we watched uh, bits and pieces of 1998 Arkansas. Ooh. Um, yeah, I was at that game. Uh, of course, my son loves the CBS broadcast, like I always have. So he wanted to see the CBS uh, broadcast of that game. And you know, speaking of polling after that game, I remember we were number one. They were number 10, both 8-0. and And after that loss, it's the only time I've ever seen this happen, but Arkansas did not move in the rankings. They stayed at number 10 after that loss. So. Stranger things have happened, but it, it you know top ten matchups a little different than what happened with Alabama this weekend losing to an unranked Texas A and M. Some of the things I don't understand is before this week Tennessee was sitting at twenty six, and then they go and beat South Carolina the way that they did. How did they not move in? I thought I last I had seen when we were at fifty nine, so I don't have a good answer for that because that might you know I guess I've got inaccurate information. If that's true at twenty six, then yeah, I would assume we would have gotten in just because of what we're doing to folks, and it's within a you know the strongest conference in America. Yeah, I'll have to go through at maybe while doing some of the picks, I'll go through and see where they have them right now. Last week, I mean, even picks, if, even if go ahead, I'm just saying, even. Even if we were 26th, I mean, are we really a ranked team in the nation? I don't think so. I mean, we're throwing up these humongous numbers, but I, at the end of the day, I wouldn't consider us a 20. Maybe, maybe just catching the committee's, uh, the committee's eye, right? Maybe that, and then if if we beat Ole Miss this week, you definitely start putting us right there, no. even if it's even if it's 25. If we beat Ole Miss, we're in the top 25. No, no, no I agree. They're 13 right now going into this week. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, you'd be probably looking at a 23 if I had to guess. Uh, pick up, Let's see. So, we play Ole Miss next week. So, let's look and see what we are up against. Okay. Matt Corral had, was 14 for 21. His average of 13.7, 287 yards and two touchdowns. Looked very similar there. A little bit, little bit better numbers than Hooker, but very similar there. Um, Jefferson, you know, he he did his numbers look even better. He had quite a bit more attempts, uh, but with three touchdowns and the one interception. Uh, rushing, of course, Parrish Jr. There, 
and, and um, Connor. Connor is their man. Uh, both over 100 yards, and uh, Connor with three touchdowns. Matt Corral himself with two. That's one of the things that Tennessee is going to have to look out for uh, this coming week is Matt Corral loves that red zone rush in. That is, that's he owns the area. Yeah, our secondary is going to have a, a task in front of them for sure. I think nope, uh, I, I agree. echo the Duke, you know, throwing a, a, a spy on him is going to be key. Uh, from what position? I mean, that's know, a, I think that's the only option we up. got. I mean, it's not going to hurt us any. But it might it might put a little more pressure on the back end or on a, you know a linebacker that maybe opens up a hole for the running game. But a spy is about mm-hmm. the only option we have. I think. Let's hit the picks. We'll talk about what we have to do uh, for the next couple weeks uh, towards the end of the show here. Week seven picks. Guys, first game is the noon Eastern on CBS. Hopefully they won't mess up who scores what because I don't know if you were paying attention. Alabama scored, and they threw up the touchdown, Texas A&M, <laughs> across the <laughs> I didn't catch that. Uh, Auburn, unranked Auburn, at number 17, Arkansas. I, I, the, it just depends on if you get the Bo Nix magic that everybody's talking about. Oh, he's Brett Farvesk. Oh, he's Brett. Uh, nah. I'll give it mm, 28-17 Arkansas. <laughs> I've got Arkansas. Um, I'm going to go a little more, uh, more like 44-31 Arkansas. That's a lot of points for Arkansas, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, I know Jefferson's good, but um, I I agree with you. I am gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go 35-28, and also with Arkansas. They better watch out though, if they cannot. Uh, which I think their defense can handle. Bum. I think I think mm. they can handle him. Both picks. The the <laughs> and there will there will be some picks. Uh, doesn't Arkansas league uh, lead the league in it, or is it? A&M. One of them. One of them lead. Uh, we'll have to take a look at that in a minute. ESPN, noon Eastern game, number 20, Florida against unranked LSU. This, uh, of course, is at LSU. And I'm going to go ahead and say Florida on that one. Uh, 42-28. Adam, who you got? I got Florida as well. I like your 42, so I, I hate to piggyback off of that, but that's, that's what my points are. 42 to 17 is what I've got it at. It's okay to piggyback and off me. I lead in closest picks. 35-7 Florida. Mm. They, can't, they can't run the ball. All they can do is pass, and Florida can stop that. Orgeron makes it out of the season. Oh, yeah, he'll make it out of the season because he won a national championship two years ago to the game, a team that he – walked into oh, one of us we could have we could have won a national championship coaching that football team <laughs> it's the truth the Bush Jones would have won it ooh, ooh. <laughs> the third uh, 12 noon on SEC network number 21 Texas A&M freshly uh, re-ranked Texas A&M uh, goes to Missouri unranked Missouri A&M definitely handles business there. Uh, I, I'm going 52 to 17 A&M. They are going to be on fire. 
just from from their win. I, I mean, they're. <laughs> I feel yeah, so. I, agree so with that. I feel so sorry for Missouri. I really do. It's a yeah, an early start. Um, yeah, what are they? What are they really playing for in that game? Uh, <laughs> I'm going forty-five to ten. Mm. See, I think they're going to be hung over from the win. Um, I don't. I mean. Uh, a blind squirrel plays with his nuts every once in a while. You know what I mean? They they, they played really well and found, won the game. 35-21. All right. Next one. We head towards the 3 o'clock games. This one is 3.30, the CBS game that is going to be so much fun to watch, mainly because Kentucky loses. Number 11, Kentucky, going into Athens against number one, Georgia. I'm going to go ahead and write Georgia. And the youth pros there on my end. <laughs> well, that's because it's your end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adam, Georgia. I'm going to go ahead and write you down for Georgia because I know you're going to pick them over Kentucky, but let's hear. Yeah, I'm going to go 31-14 Georgia. And Duke? Nope. 20, 21-14 Georgia. Really? You think it's that mm-hmm. low scoring of a game? Stetson Stetson Bennett is still a bum. No. No. Kentucky's got a good fence. He's a bum. Kentucky does have a good defense. Uh, I think Georgia's defense put some points on the board on this, and I say it's 42-28. Four o'clock on SEC Network. I don't know how that happens. Because that, uh, well, no, that's that's about right. Four o'clock Eastern SEC Network, Vanderbilt. <laughs> this is the Battle of the Bums. Vanderbilt at South Carolina. You know, you said after losing to ETSU, you never pick Vandy. But I'm not so sure about Beamer's uh, Gamecocks right now. Yeah, this is the toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, uh, South Carolina. I've got it uh, 27 to 7, South Carolina. 24-10. South- oh, yeah. 24-10, <laughs> South Carolina. I can't believe this one says e- uh, SEC Network on it. It's, it should say like ESPN, ESPN plus, plus App 3 <laughs> yeah. Latino. Yeah, yeah. Available to watch in Russia only. Duke? 5-3, South Carolina. <laughs> I knew you were going to go with just a field <laughs> goal. I knew that was coming. The 35-2, how about 35-2? The, the, no, not, their defense <laughs> isn't kidding. enough for I'm that. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. The 7 o'clock on ESPN. I bet you ESPN would love to swap with themselves. <laughs> hey, trade-off SEC <laughs> Network. Because the number five Alabama is going to Mississippi State, where Mississippi State will be very loud, and they think they're going to have a chance, and they're going to throw the ball 72 times, and it's going to get picked off uh, several times. 63. Because... (laughs) Because... (laughs) Sneaking in scores while he's got some bars. (laughs) I would have hate to have been in that locker room after that loss. 
Bama's going to trash them. I mean, that they're going to come out with a vengeance. I'm going 55 to 7, 55 7. Ooh. See, I, I thought that at first, and then I'm, I'm wondering if they have anybody hurt. I'm wondering, you know, just what their feeling is as a team, how, how things went in the locker room. I, I still give them the win, and uh, 35-14 is mine. Am I good to Dude, talk? Can you you're good. You're, you're good. Go for okay. it. Okay. 42-14. But I'm just. Did y'all see the video of after the game when they're trying to get Saban off the field, and that police yes. officer trucked that A and M fan, th- that girl threw her phone, threw her phone up in the air. It was funny yeah. as all I'm, get out. Yeah, my wife her. pointed that out. My wife said, "But they're getting him out of there quick." Said, well, yeah, there's about to be a hundred thousand people on that field. <laughs> yeah, but you you should have saw the video of the police officer just hit sticking an A and M fan. I mean, just trucking this little girl. Add that on my to-do list. It was funny as all get out. <laughs> and we saved the best for last, and uh, I love that it. Uh, it's funny that it worked out this way. <laughs> the seven thirty on SEC Network. Really would have wished that would have been the ESPN game because it is going to be one for the books. Number thirteen, Lane Kiffin's old Miss Rebels visiting unranked for now, Tennessee Vols will remain unranked if they lose. Yep. Uh, but the rest of join, the year. But join the ranking if they win. The question is, we've seen Tennessee perform first quarters very well. They have to get off to a fast start. They have to maintain that tempo for four quarters, something that they have yet to do. The first question I have for both of you guys is, can they do it? And I'll send that out. Let me turn on the chat overlay. And for the listeners as well, can, especially Rad Remington, I'm looking looking for you on this one, can the Vols go fast tempo for four quarters? B-Rad says, no. I mean, they, they can go fast tempo, but is it fast enough to win the game? I say no. They are faster then Lane Kiffin's tempo. Speak. I mean, you've never seen the bumper sticker little old ladies have on the back of their car. Never drive as fast as you, your guardian angel can fly. So, <laughs> and the the difference that the old Miss defense versus everyone whom the Vols have faced thus far is that their defense is prepared for fast tempo offense because that's what they practice against. Great point. But Tennessee is faster. Tennessee will not let you sub at all until one of Tennessee's players gets hurt, which happens all too often. Third snap of the football game. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I already said 52-48 at the beginning, so it's it's locked. It's locked. And you're picking Tennessee, right? I'm picking Tennessee. Of course you are. I will be the homer. And hold on. Well, since you're going to go against it, Come on. Come on, Adam. I'm going to pick Tennessee, too. I've done wrote him down. I I'm a Debbie Downer. I'm a Debbie I already wrote downer. Tennessee. He doesn't have a choice. Man, I'm caught up in the hopium. I'm not going to lie. I'm excited about going to the game. And the hype I'm not worried about mm-hmm. the hype. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm hypled. <laughs> the hype uh, of Codone? I don't care what channel it's on. 
I'm going to be enjoying it from row 10. And um, I think the crowd's going to be a huge factor in this game. And I think that that will hopefully kind of propel the offense uh, as much as it does the defense and kind of overcome some of these stinker of quarters that we've had. So this, this guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going 55-52 go balls. Let's see what happens. You're mm. you're saying you're saying it's a Texas A&M win at the last second. I think that yeah, I no, I think we might be up at the end, and they may be trying to catch up. But trying to come back, they are fourth quarter kings. I am. Uh, I've never been known to be a negaval as much as I hate our balls at times. So I'm 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 optimistic. I think that it's going to be uh, something that these kids get fired up about. It's like we've talked about numerous times that this. This team and and riders around the country are starting to pick up on this too. They're gelling together. They like each other. They yes. enjoy playing for each other. There's a yes. lot of heart in that team, and therefore, there's a lot of heart in the stands. That I've been reading on some of the the major forums, and people are going to show up. You know, if you build it, they will come. I suppose. So we're building a good team, and I think it's going to be a great night atmosphere. And I, I think that uh, I think we pull it out, man. So I did notice over the past couple home games that there is the section, the upper bowl, that has been pretty empty. Yeah. Do you think, after this last win and coming out for, there's going to be a lot more Ole Miss fans there. You know, there there's a lot of Ole Miss oh, fans yeah. in Tennessee. There are. I've seen the blind side. At- <laughs> <laughs> they so, live in Memphis. <laughs> the, the Germantown group is coming <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're coming up. Um, do, they, do they fill it? Is Neyland sold out this Saturday? I mean, I don't think it'll sell out. Um, I think you might get probably about 98, 99,000 perhaps. I see what you, oh, about um, 98%. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see, I see Again, it's, it's a night he's, game. He's so, not you know. here yet. He hasn't, he's, he hasn't let it grow. 90s guy's not here it, yet. That's, it's never that's too coming. late for the greatness of 98, guys. So soon. <laughs> Um, Duke, still need your pick. Yeah. Right. You're going to just... I'm not saying I'm a negaval. <laughs> I feel, I consider myself a realist. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a half glass full guy, half glass empty guy. No, I will have to say though, it is nice that the, you know, that the state is excited about football. It's for, it's been a long time since we've been excited. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Obviously we're all happy when it starts, but like, we're excited to see what's going on. Yeah, I'm excited to see offense actually yep. exist. Exactly. I agree. And we've got something to play for right now for the first time in years. You know, this late in the season, when have we really been in the talk about anything? You know, we control our – I hate the the corny cliche that we control our own destiny, but, but we do, um, especially as other SEC teams continue to pick up losses in the conference. So it's, it's, it's fun to be able to have, uh, you know, something that we're really playing for halfway at the midpoint of the season because we're usually – done by now do we go in to the locker room at halftime leading me because I didn't, I didn't even gave my score out yet well you need <laughs> to hurry up well i'm just saying like i don't foresee us i'm gonna a little foreshadow here i think we win one more sec game the rest of the year and i think we keep it close uh, in the first half yeah that's exactly right vanderbilt um i think we keep i think they forfeit I think Ole Miss, Ole Miss pulls away. 
you're going to laugh at me and you're going to your faces. It's going to be 5635 Ole Miss. That's what my head tells me. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I agree with you completely. Deep down. Just, just down in there. I feel you. And I understand. But uh, I, I'm just. I mean, I hope we win. I, I really I'm, I'm just, hope I'm we just win. hoping that if we are in it to the very end, if we lose it, <laughs> if we lose it the way that Kiffin just about lost it when he was down <laughs> last week <laughs> praying. Please, I want to have some popcorn. Wouldn't you just love to buck a field goal and beat him like Alabama beat us when we almost? <laughs> oh. oh yeah, with a couple of non-called penalties. What, what what happened in that game? Something crazy happened in that game. Like, well, the same guy blocked a field goal twice. Yeah, Mount Cody. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, there were some shenanigans there in that game. I can't quite remember exactly what happened, but there was an extra play or, or something. I was in the student center and yelled the F word at the top of my lungs, and I got <laughs> I got scolded. I don't remember who it was, but I got scolded. Speaking of F word, did you hear that Neelan joined the list of the F Joe Biden uh, games, and you could hear it loud and clear on SEC Network? Excellent. I didn't. <laughs> And uh, I know someone in Section X that will be uh, chanting that come Saturday when it starts. Yeah, we, uh, we we got the "Let's Go Brandon" chant going at the Wilson County Republican Trump Day dinner Thursday night. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene was speaking, and uh, they stuck us in the back, and that was a big mistake in that giant expo center. So, uh, let's go, Brandon, bellowing out throughout there. Um, yeah, that that's great. They they need to start doing that when it's known to be live on TV. You know, not during the TV breaks, but when you know, like what happened at the race when they were actually interviewing mm-hmm. them. Uh, that's that's I said that about ten days prior to my wife. Like they need to do this at a more opportune time where it can't be cut to commercial or anything like that. So uh, I love it. I'm a viral guy. I love that that sort of uh, organic thing to you know. We are, of course, over our 30 minutes, uh, 30, 35 minutes, you know, where we kind of want to keep it, but trying to shade it in under an hour now, not spending so much time on around the SEC. Of course, guys, if y'all want to join us live, message us in or let us know ahead of time. We could get you set up before the show starts. Join us live every Sunday at 7.30. This um, Volcast will drop out... Um, Actually, it'll it'll go out tomorrow morning because there'll be very little editing to do except for where we have to take out B-Rad from Boo uh, <laughs> where he starts to like 37. <laughs> yeah, I pick eight. 43. 40, 10. <laughs> hey, screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> so uh, if, if uh, any of you guys want to start a GoFundMe for B-Rad's router, we can, we can definitely. <laughs> I'm just going to give me an Ethernet cord and plug it directly into the son of a gun. There we go. That's what we like. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Screw you guys. I want to thank you so much for listening in to tonight's podcast. Uh, join us next week, 730. Listen to the Volcast weekly let us know if you want in on the show. We thank you very much. Go balls. Go balls. <laughs> <laughs>